0: what up welcome to a podcast I'm mo i am mo this is episode 350 on this episode i'm joined by snappy talk about the patreon merch shop russia ukraine facebook politics covid jobs sex video games podcast future kids and a bunch of other shit thanks for checking us out what up we're joined by snappy
1: what's happening i'm finally fucking back
0: hell yeah you almost pulled a ram off there you were thinking about it
1: i was man i was way too late to think of this shit
0: man yeah and uh i would always go with crapping crapping <laughs> snapping or something i don't know uh it reminds me of our cousin rusty growing up everyone had nicknames in our family we can get that whenever i don't care but uh everyone called him crusty R- rusty right or rusty crusty or whatever and he would get pissed that get- Rust well my dad told calling him rustoleum which i just thought was a random thing he said and when i was an adult and i saw that that was like an actual paint company or some shit and i was like oh well you can check that shit out but I man it might have just been
1: your dad that like started the nickname game in the family. Because well, Rusty's
0: mom called me Aaron Farden Farron all the time. And that was always, I always thought that was pretty humorous. I laughed every time. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And Dusty Rose, The American Dream, Whippersnapper. I mean, fuck. They just, what?
0: Um, I
1: like Billy, giving nicknames
0: too. Billy Crack Corn, Nunchuck Bill. It might be something my dad passed on to me. I do love giving nicknames. Oh, I do too. <laughs> I, man, it's a family tradition. Yeah. Um, all right. First thing I get to is our Patreon, Patreon dot com slash podcastmo. Uh, go there and uh, give us money if you want to support us. Give a dollar more a month, get early access to the episodes. Give enough, you can be a co-producer, like my mother. Uh, Graveyard Entertainment. It's your boy h two dot com and Forgotten One. Uh, we also have a merch shop at shop dot spreadshirt dot slash podcastmo. If you want to get a t-shirt before they're all sold out, sell at any time. You never know. Hell yeah. Um. So, what's been going on? Last week, you called in, right? It wasn't that last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I probably could have made it, but, man, at that point, I was just being lazy, I think. Yeah, it's all good. It worked out. just been working and, uh, you know, trying to make bills and work, get three days off. Say, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just had shit going on. till You know, three days off sounds amazing fuck no people trying to fill my goddamn schedule every fucking week I'm like y'all back the fuck off
0: yeah I've always thought about if I had you know a schedule like that and I've always had weekends off but that is what happens is it gets scheduled which there can where if you have the middle of the week off you know and other people are busy
1: no one schedules how- <laughs> that shit you're free man It,
0: was, it I, mi- I miss that aspect it is different for sure uh, well I would say since last week still the biggest story is Russia you know, Russia and Ukraine. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know if we'll get to them all because I always forget shit. Basically, every week what happens is I write very, very vague notes that and then I'm like, let's see, and then all throughout the week. I think of all these crazy ways to think of it. And then I forget half of it when I'm on here. But and that happens. But I do just think everyone needs to understand that almost everything we see is propaganda. All right? I think that's very important to all of this. Like. Almost all the stories, and I try to tell us the coup and she's like, I hadn't heard any of those stories, so maybe not all of them. But for me and a lot of people, those stories early on that came out were all fake. You know, like the ghost of Kiev was like this pilot, and this Ukrainian pilot went up and took out sixteen Russian pilots in the day one, all fake. Wasn't a real story, right? But it like inspired the Ukrainians and like people to be like to like them. And there was an old lady, a Ukrainian woman, goes up to a group of soldiers, put sunflower seeds in their pocket. And said, "For when you die, we will have flowers grow where your corpses were." Right? Cool story. Didn't happen. And there was like all this shit like that. Right? Same with Russian stuff. There's some people who are saying there was a bomb blowing up because kuby was like, "You couldn't fake this stuff." But there was a video. There's a software that makes video games, and uh someone got a hyper realistic look of it looks like a building blowing up, and that circulated for a couple days. Of you know, Russia blows up this apartment building, and it wasn't real. Now that doesn't mean they weren't doing that. But that specific clip wasn't real right. So it just there's a lot of like, I don't even know what to fucking believe. That's my first point,
1: man. And it's crazy because like, even though I got more days off, I'm probably less on Facebook than I used to be. Like, I'll share something here and there. But right. You know, but I hadn't even been scrolling, looking it was like I've been busy. I've been giving me, you know, busy uh, work up there. I do pre-rolls on my downtime now. So it I could you busy.
0: Yeah, I don't really so, get on Facebook as much. Ever since they restricted the podcast page for a shitty meme, I kind of I haven't really been getting on there.
1: Well, now if I if I see the podcast share for the podcast page, I click on it. There's automatic playlists and It just starts playing instead of having to you know search.
0: Yeah. Well, so I, I thought that was cool. I did add that. Um, I mentioned it whenever I we know. added, but I don't remember when that was exactly. Um, but yeah, so if people want to listen to the podcast, they can there. I'm sure a lot of people listen and hate it. Just
1: because you mentioned it, it takes me a while to get it clicked sometimes. I'm sh- like,
0: oh, okay. That's what he's talking about. But if people are like, why does quit sharing memes? It's because I fuck it. You know, Facebook ain't the place to share memes anymore. Obviously, No shit. It's so restricted, man. It's yeah. all one sided. Yeah, go to Reddit if you want the fucking good memes. Um, also, there's been a lot of stories of racism involved, right? That's another example of... What could be propaganda. Now, I don't think it's surprising that an Eastern European, almost all white country is a little racist. You know, like that's not crazy to me. Right. But what's come out because there's a lot of support for the Ukrainians is uh, probably Russian people on the Internet, you know, like their propagandas. They start putting out all these stories of how the Ukrainians were racist and they wouldn't let black people on the trains to get out. And they, I mean, there are all these real videos. You can see them. Uh, I think they're real anyway. And uh, they're making like, you know, the black people walk and shit like that, you know, it was a pretty horrible shit. Some like systematic racism, mm-hmm. if you will. And so they're, you would assume they're doing that to try to get maybe the liberals who were very pro Ukraine uh, to maybe like, wait a minute. I don't know if I'm pro Ukraine because this is, again, it's all an internet war as well to like get your mind, you know, to get you to think on their team. But like I said,
1: you know, like people in my our generation, we grew up hating Russia. I don't think it's really ever changed. But do you,
0: no, no. But I mean, you did, yes. But you hated the USSR, yeah. which is the Soviet Union, and both of these countries were a part of that. But that's
1: what is, yeah, your truth. But I understand. I don't, don't look at you know, it like that way. But yeah, I do now. But
0: right. I, I, did, I didn't see it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And when you look at Russia's side, I mean, I do think they're completely in the wrong. By the way, for anyone's curious, I think you just can't start bombing people and shit like that. But. There was this agreement reached uh, after, I think, the fall of Germany, if I believe right, when the Berlin Wall came down. I believe that was when uh, there was this agreement that NATO, which is a North American uh, treaty organization, trade organization, something like that. um, You know, they were put together to fight communism, more or less, the USSR. And whenever that all fell, they said they would not go any more east than some certain spot. But they have. They've went. They've gotten a few more countries and now they want to get Ukraine, which is next door to Russia. So I get. Russia being like, fuck you. It would be like if Canada got in a fucking alliance with Russia and then they want to put fucking missiles in Canada. We'd be like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. No, they've so I already just, taken Buffalo. Right, exactly. Uh, so I just don't get how, we. it's not black and white, right? But I get that Putin's a bad guy and, you know, war's bad. I've always been anti-war. I think the thing that I'm, the reason I'm not a liberal anymore is because I always always a liberal or a Democrat, if you will, is because I was anti-war and I was pro-free speech. Like, over everything else, I thought those two things are probably the things I value the most. But liberals are now for, Democrats are pro war. You know, if it's for these causes, you know, list whatever you want. And then uh, they're not for free speech. You know, they like want to censor people. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's free
1: speech if you're agreeing with
0: them. Yeah. But that's how it was for conservatives 20 years ago. Like, it's, I, like it's this all is split. true. It's all flipped, and it's uh, hard to keep up with. I won't. I won't argue that because, like, when we were growing up, the conservatives were trying to get like rock albums censored and video game censored and all this shit, right? And liberals were like, "You got to let people, you know, freedom of speech, say what they're going to say." But now it's like, well, if it's not approved by government organization that that is the correct statement, you cannot say that on the internet. You're like, what? You know the crazy shit I've seen on the internet.
1: I do think it's a little weird on a free speech because back in the day, I mean, I know that people's taking—you know—I probably brought this up before—prison sentences for you know threatening letters to the president or whatever. Right. But now they can say threatening shit about the fucking president, what can be construed as threatening, and it's just like, eh. Hey, well,
0: I nobody likes the president. It's dangerous, and it's going to be like this, and I, I think it's going to keep going for probably our whole lifetime. Who knows? This whole, like, not my president, this is my president, on if they voted for them or not. Whereas I do think there was a time period before Obama, maybe before Bush, because Bush was— People don't remember how much people hated Bush. People hated—like, not hated, they just thought he was dumb. And he got made fun of all the time for how dumb he was. And I think he did make dumb calls with Iraq, like real political shit. But then he also just came off as dumb— but there was a time where I was like, I voted, but the guy, you know, someone mm. won and that's my, pre- you know, that's all of all our president. But now everyone's like, not my president. And it's the most annoying shit when it's happened both times, you know, with both I mean, presidents. We, we
1: didn't have much social media going on back then, but when Bush and Clinton were going head to head, they were cutthroat. Y'all just think Trump and Obama and Biden
0: hate each other? Shit. Right. Them motherfuckers went head to head. They were, they were evil. When I mean, I think they're all evil. I think yeah. that then and now and all of it, but like. The whole reason pot became like a liberal Democrat thing was because Nixon, the potheads didn't like Nixon. And then Nixon vilified the pothead like and like that lasted forever, you know, off this one presidential election decision. You know, so there's always a lot of shit that keeps happening. Um, also, I've noticed, a lot of people were talking about helping Ukraine, but no one's really doing much. You know, and so I think that's another big part of this for people that maybe aren't quite paying attention is Russia has said, all right? Also, there's a thing. I think there's like eight countries that have nuclear weapons, all right? In the world. Ukraine did, but they gave them up because they were promised by NATO and America and all these countries. If they get their nuclear weapons and someone did some shit, they would protect them. They are not. I mean, right now they're not, you know, they're not putting troops on the ground anyway. And then Russia has said, as someone with nuclear weapons, if anyone else gets involved, we will shoot nuclear weapons. So it's like, I understand everyone right now is like, well, we can't get involved because we can't blah, blah, blah. And again, I don't know if any of these stories are true because it could all be propaganda, but if it's all going as they say, I just think I would rather live in a world in which America are actually heroes and we actually do some shit. Nuclear war be damned. We'll some humans will survive. We'll get down to a few hundred. And we'll repopulate the earth. I would rather that than let Russia just start attacking motherfuckers unchecked. Like, we're some sort of bitches. That's the
1: thing that I've always liked about America. We didn't let other countries go unchecked. If they got too far out of control,
0: we're like, no. And then fucking shut it down. But I mean, but Russia's ideas, they have nukes. Their economy's worth nothing. They have nothing to lose. I mean, kind of like North Korea. I mean, what? North Korea just wants a nuclear weapon so that someone will actually talk to them. Because right now, everyone just rushes them off. But if they have a nuke, all of a sudden, you have to like listen to them and shit. So... I don't know. I think now I've said this to my wife uh, a couple days ago, and then someone said it on the internet, that's like famous and everyone mocked on for being like an idiot. I was like, oh, you got to take like a SEAL team six scenario, take out Putin and then other high ranking officials. You have to have a shadow government ready to come and play and then, uh, you know, pull the troops back because there are people protesting in Russia that don't want to be in war. So you get people from that side to come. Like, it's got to be like a really uh high tech you know secret mission type shit and then someone said like yo you got assassinate putin everyone just making fun I'm like that'll be world war three and i'm like it's already going to be he's trying to be hitler i don't know if he's tried to well that, tr- that could be the way our news proceeds it but i get what you're saying so it, it looks that way for it sure. does it sure does
1: i mean i've seen that comment yes it may not be true but just everything i've seen is kind of pointing that direction
0: right so it's very i do think it's very um Inter not entertaining, the right where but like interesting all that right but it's also we in america have never had a foreign enemy ever on our soil fighting a war we have no idea what it's like the idea that we could be sitting here doing a podcast like some ukrainians i'm sure had a podcast you know i'm sure they i mean they're a fucking first world country i think and a fucking missile fucking starts blowing up you know nearby like that's that is crazy shit to to imagine you know and then all of a sudden tomorrow me and you are out there having a fucking have an ak-47 to fight off the russians i mean that it sounds kind of romantic and cool in like this old school sort of way but also it's like terrifying given the fact you're over here like gotta go to the dispensary job and you know You know what? Like. i bet
1: the uh increase in safe rooms go up in the next several months safe rooms I bet people these people be putting
0: rooms down on the ground, you know, thinking there might be an invasion. Oh, coming. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nuclear bunker. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. See that. Also, I think Ukrainians have never looked cooler. You know, I will say this. Like earlier I was mentioning, like, it's like Russia and like 15 other countries were in the USSR. Right. It's not just Russia. It's like all these little bitty countries and shit. Um but we never think of them here, right? It's just not anything we think about in America, because us, to us, they're all Russians <laughs> or we say Eastern European. You know those Eastern yeah. European people. Um, But right, like Ukrainians now are like a thing, right? Like, and they'll be cool for like the next however many decades, where people are like, "Fuck yeah, I do." Ukrainians, are like, well, they mm-hmm. fought those fucking Russia. Like, they're all of a sudden a class of people look kind of like me, to be honest. Every time I see them, they're like just some white blonde haired dudes with fucking weird accents. They talk crazy. Um, but a lot of them are, are just blonde people. And uh, I also think that's another reason good circle back to racism real quick. Why people care? People care because it's a mostly white country being attacked by another white country, but being attacked. You know, we dropped a bomb. On Somalia, like the American people, like the day Russia attacked, right? But we're not seeing anyone on the news being like, the people of Somalia, the America bombed. No one gives a fuck about that shit. You know, we dropped fucking drone strikes for decades on Afghanistan and Iraq, killed all kinds of innocent people in the name of getting certain terrorists. And if Russia would have got all high and mighty and been like, look at America and fucking killing innocent people. But they didn't. They just kept their mouth shut. And I think that's maybe why we are keeping our mouth shut. That's another side of it as well, I feel like. I don't know. But I think people care because they're white people being bombed. And it looks worse. I bet. I could see it. I don't know. These are just all my thoughts as I've watched uh, over the last week. And the news every morning is like, overnight, Russians do this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, they want you to fucking care. like, this is the new thing. And then a lot of people are like, oh, so all of a sudden COVID's over. It kind of was. Right? Even before this Russian thing. I mean, like, it was already on the downslide. We all knew at least... And again, we're in a state that ain't carrying over a year, so it is definitely different here. Um, I mean, our
1: numbers have been dumb, but it's like, kind of seemed like it's went on a decline, though.
0: It's like the hospitalizations are up, deaths are down. Well, the oh, the no.
1: strain is so filtered out now. The finally fourth, fifth, sixth variation, it's not as strong as the first one goes. So now it's it's kind of like the flu or anything else.
0: And I'm sure you can still get a bad one. You so can get a bad flu, but. um it is crazy. Also, gas prices. All right. Now, I'm not the first one to say this. I'm glad many memes and other people on the Internet have pointed this out, but they're all of a sudden trying to <clears throat> blame Russia for gas increases. Now, they are going to go up again, but they doubled almost. Nah, it's like they went up 60 percent in our area uh, with the change of the president. You know, and I'm not and I understand the president does not make any decisions about gas prices. I'm completely aware of that. I personally believe gas companies know they can go up during Democrats, get people pissed, and blame them and not the gas companies. And they're like, it's a win-win. We make more money. They don't even blame us. I think it's like all big scheme for them to just make money because why else would they not care?
1: It's all in the details of the trade. Like what percentage that president
0: gave them. And there's also, I learned something recently of the only reason the American dollar has a value In the current society, because I always wondered why it had value and when we left the gold standard, because I never really researched it that much. But it's only because we it's the only way you can buy oil from like the Saudis and like all those people. Like they will only take dollar bills to buy their oil. So with that, that guarantees you can buy something of value with dollar. And then like that backs the whole system. So if those people are like, I want to make more money where gas is going up. Maybe that's all there is. I mean, maybe it's just that simple of, like, behind-the-scenes thing. I don't know. But the oil is very important to America's dollar at the moment. So I think it's always been, you know.
1: Oh well, hell, I might have to start uh, calling in with these
0: fucking gas prices. Shit. My job is literally nothing but me driving. And I have to pay my own gas, and I just bitch and bitch more every day. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, I enjoy having something really good to bitch about that I have a good point because it gets you a lot of leeway in other areas. So I'm like, yeah, you know what, though? I fucking pay for my own gas, you know, and I get all pissed.
1: When I, well, I use one of those at one place. I'm like, you know what? That 30 minutes it takes to set up and close down. Yeah, I don't get paid for that. So shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> but I really got cool jobs, though, man. i pretty much. I mean,
0: yeah, I try to honestly not bitch too much because I enjoy my job a lot. I I enjoy. It just should pay me a lot more given what I I do.
1: There's a couple annoyances at each job, but there's been annoyances at every job I've ever had. And these are minimal. The stress is free at the job. I mean, I'm just trying to make people happy, getting something they want. And I get to sit around and fucking sell weed, man. It's cool.
0: Best job I ever had in hindsight, I think, was the movie theater. Because I worked in movie theater back at the very end when they saw projectors, we had a film, you know, it wasn't digital. So I had to work the projectors and reel them up. And I mean, it's a whole fucking process. I don't think I can probably do it right now. Um, but at the time it was cool. I was like probably one of the youngest people in the world that knew how to do this, you know, cause not <laughs> or in a small group. Cause I don't know. It was just a very old school thing. And then one day one of the assistant managers tried to blame me for putting together a movie wrong when I wasn't even fucking there and I wasn't going to have that shit. And I got, i'm really chill most of the time but i do have moments where it's like not today not me not now you know and they just i just gotten student loans and oh, <laughs> right fuck in, there ain't nothing cockier in someone with a fucking pocket full of like fuck
1: you guys student loans loads, you paid your whole semester's books and tuition and they gave you like two to three grand back hell yeah you're fucking on hunt
0: and so yeah. this dude was like well sign this and say you did it and i was like i did not i wasn't even working you know i was pissed about it and I think he probably did it. And I was like, how about I just leave and you have to do my job the rest of the night? You know, it was one of those sort of fucky moments. And uh, that's how I quit. But it was a good job. I really enjoyed it. I watched so many movies just up in the little crow's nest, you know? That's cool. But,
1: yeah, no, I mean, you get those good jobs, but sometimes something stupid on any given day can just irritate the fuck
0: and it's over with. Right. That was the first time I ever quit a job, Um, you know, without I can notice yeah. or anything like that. And I it, there was a rush to it, you know, for sure. But then I was like, very quickly, like, oh, fuck.
1: I guess I've kind of did it on two jobs. No, no,
0: no, just one. One, a big old walk out. The other two, I just didn't go back. Right. And then right after that, I worked at IRT, which everyone worked at. I did the training and I was like, you know, pretty happy in the class. did good. Then a week of the on floor thing. I honestly didn't hate it. Talking to people about their phone bills. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but, uh, then I got sick and they were like, you missed two days. You're fired. And during training. And I was like, what? And so, I was like these motherfuckers, so I, that's the first time I was fired. Quit first time I quit and first time I was fired was about two months of each other.
1: Hell so, yeah! But one of shit. the jobs I walked out on, I went back and worked six months last year just to put my two weeks in, so I corrected it
0: so I could. There you go. Yeah.
1: So, I, so I, my resume looks better now because I went and took a pay cut and went.
0: Right, it reminds <laughs> me of uh, this guy uh, that does an fraternity with me, and I won't say his name because he's a very Christiany guy these days, but he. I didn't know he was when we were, he we wouldn't pledge together, but he was in it. and I remember he always saying this one girl that I knew he was like, Oh, I wish I could always get a do over with her. You know, I was doing like a D plus that night, you know, I was not, not in my A game. And he was like, and I just feel like every time she sees me, she looks at me and like, Oh, he's horrible, but I know I could do, you know, I remember <laughs> that being like always so funny to me, that concept. I was like, hell yeah, man, I get it. Um. Well, that sucks if you had a one-night
1: stand and only had a poor performance and still had to fucking kind of see that person. Right. I'm trying
0: to think. I'm sure I have. Uh, so, no, don't but, get me wrong.
1: Well, I know I've had poor performances, but I've never had... They've always come back at least for a second, so I've never really had a one-night stand. I mean, it might be years later, right. but it's happened.
0: I would say most... Yeah, for sure. That's again The one weird time, which I've told in this podcast, where the girl came over with her boyfriend, they were like, hey, join in on this thing, and then he got weird and cucked. And I'll be honest, in hindsight... I feel like they might have been like in a cuckold shit, which is way before I realized that was a whole kink. And maybe like they're they playing into it because he sat outside the door and she was like, no, let's keep going. And like in the hindsight, I'm like, has to be that right. Um, but I didn't enjoy it. The sex wasn't good for me. You know, and I know that's a weird thing to say, because I was a fucking 19, you know, what sex isn't good. But I mean, I just in the moment, I was like, this is a feel right. Uh, and not because of their boyfriend. I just I don't know. It just was not you know, wasn't grooving. Right. Sometimes. Yeah, They don't fit together right, man. And I probably could have tried again, but I was like, no, I'm cool, you know, and then yeah. she got really mad. Um, she got mad that I wouldn't date her after that, and I was like, uh, no, no, it's not going to happen <laughs> ever. I don't know. Well, see, so you had an opportunity for a second, see? Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right, yeah. Um, and there's been seconds that I'm like, that was stupid, I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was free, Should've it was easy. It. <laughs> yeah, Tom Segura, I was listening to, I've been trying to catch up on lunch I listen to Your Mom's House, uh, which is a podcast, but there's like 600 episodes. So I'm never going to catch up on it. And it's Tom Segura and his wife, Christina P., who is also a stand-up comedian. And so they're very good. And they it's better as a YouTube show than a podcast because they watch like TikTok videos and just random you know video content comes up and they make fun of it and shit. And it's all funny. But when they were talking about Tom, was he and something he said really stuck out to me. He was like, if a girl wasn't generating the interest, it it probably wasn't happening for me. You know, like he was saying how he goes, he had, he had a roommate, which reminds me of me and powwow. And he's like, and every girl, you know, for a bar, I'm looking over and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? i not beautiful. And he's like, you know, I look over and he's like, I was hitting on another girl, you know? And he's like, because he just was always on, right? It was always about finding a chick. And that's how powwow kind of was too. And he's like, and and tom was explaining how i agree i feel of it like the girl had to like approach me let them be known that they were interested me had to be like kind of easier you know like as far as like it wasn't a challenge you know i wasn't gonna have to put up too much work for it and uh i don't know that's just kind of i think how i played it probably
1: i don't know i'm always a fan of showing up at the bar at 1 30 right about when they're doing the last song so reminds me it was, of uh
0: one of my favorite Tenacious D songs, Low Hanging Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a whole thing for for like a year. It was a it, it was a game. You see, I, I would say I'd never really gotten to that. So I I I like to think of myself. Um, you know, I thought I'm perverted pervert or whatever, but I never had those moments of me being like, and we're number hunting or oh, you know, we didn't
1: whatever. do it every week. We was just like, you know, we have nothing else to do, but Go who's fuck, Go see who ain't dancing with nobody. Fucking show up at the bar at Clothes. You wouldn't have to buy any drinks. Could take home, get away.
0: I know it was dirty. It was wrong. Man. But hey, man, no, you didn't put in no effort. There was one time, and I hadn't thought about this for a long time, but I saw him in a picture on Facebook with someone. I'm still friends. A lot of people aren't friends with me. Uh, but this one girl who was in a sorority did come back uh, to my apartment. And I really thought we were going to have sex. And she was like, well, no. And then I... I guess I could turn to an asshole real quick. It's like then what the fuck are we doing here? Right. It was like one of the, those moments. And I'm sure I imagine like, oh, I bet to this day. <laughs> she just thinks I'm like the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, it doesn't affect me. That's I mean, totally fine. It's probably better that way. But uh, you know, just saying even the nicest of people have their moments, let would say. Um, I have been playing a video game this week. Uh same one I think I mentioned last week of Cyberpunk. If you ever get a new video game system someday, I think you would really like it. Maybe not really like it, but I think you would like it pretty well. I think it's probably the biggest, the best open world game since Red Dead, too. You know, as far as like a big open world, Um, has that Grand Theft Auto feel when you're driving of like, holy fuck, this shit's so big, I don't understand how I'm gonna do this. The map's so ginormous, but it's really not. Once you start playing, you know, and you get it, and honestly, when you really play it, you're not even driving your car that much if you don't want to. So it's not exactly Grand Theft Auto, but it's set in the future, and you get like installments on your weird robot cyborg body and shit, and the game's just so dense and all the graphics are so good that I'm just really blown away by it. But also it had very low expectations because it came out a year ago with a bunch of bugs and everyone hated on, on all these podcasts. Let's see if like the biggest disappointment in gaming history is what it's been deemed. So getting it a year later for 20 bucks, I'm probably the best $20 I've ever spent on a, a game. I mean, like it's so good every time I'm playing it. I'm like, I'm not, I don't ever beat this. And I'm never like that. You know, I'm like, i yeah, I'm like, this game is huge. Um, so I've really liked it a lot. I think
1: I'm going to go back, uh, get back into fishing. Oh, hell yeah. I got weekends off for the first time ever. Weather's about to be beautiful.
0: I would love to get into fishing. So, I need to go see my folks.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's that, that's what's on my menu. Me and the oldest son, we're going to try to knock some fishing out. Maybe well, you go down to the work Lake.
0: go to see Rick at the liquor store. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. He wanted well, something made out of it, but if they quit time.
1: if they quit fucking uh booking my weekends,
0: <laughs> right.
1: Goddamn, I got plans to, you know, start start fishing and squirrel hunting and doing shit. some shit. Yeah.
0: Um, a video game. I'm gonna get try to get Brad on here to call in and tell me about it someday. But it's called Elden Ring and it's uh taking the world by storm, has a bunch of really good reviews in the world, like tens everywhere. And it's like Dark Souls, which I'm sure you're familiar with Dark Souls, or at least the name. And there was also Demon's Souls in the game Bloodborne and Sekiro. And they are all these Souls-like games. Now, I personally hate them. Hate these fucking games. I played Demon's Souls, the original one. Didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, people claim that's the hardest one. I'm like, I don't know. I liked it. And then didn't play another one until Bloodborne and just hate it. I, I mean, I want to break my controller every time I play the game. Play it for a whole fucking weekend, came and get past the first. I mean, I couldn't even get to the first boss. Apparently, when I did get to the first boss, it was actually the second boss because I accidentally rolled off something wrong and glitched the game out to where, oh, you can skip the first boss if you want. And I've died instantly. So I just can't waste all my life on a game I can never beat. That seems stupid to me. But this new game, Elden Ring, is an open world version of those games. So they're claiming it's more accessible and easier to get into. And it's the best game of all time. But I just can't bring myself to buying it because I just know I'm going to suck at it, and it's going to be really, really hard. So uh, this might be the first time ever I look up Let's Play videos to just watch people play it, because I don't think I'll ever play it.
1: Hmm. It's I've seen way. the name, but I, I don't know what it's about, though.
0: Right. Well, this Elden Ring, They, I don't know if there's really a, anything it's about. You know, you're just going around trying to kill shit and not die. But when I watch it, the video so far, I'm like, it doesn't look amazing the gameplay it looks really stiff and boring but I understand like the people that love these games love these games you know so it's yeah. one of those weird weird yeah. things but that's my video game life I don't know how long I'll be playing cyberpunk but I can't imagine I'm gonna get through it anytime soon and I'm only like 20 something hours into it so I'm not like super I think it's like a 60-70 hour game something like that Um but it's very cool very cool at the moment other people out there probably played it and had bugs so they're like it's the worst fucking game of all time Um, also I finished or I've almost finished internet friends Four. uh, I have one verse I have left to do and then I'm waiting on a hook from somebody and then that'll be done. And so one, then I'll mix it and then I'll put it up a month after I'm done with it. So probably sometime in April, beginning of May.
1: So on all these new video games, how they're all seem to be coming out with all these bugs now. Is it because they're rushing the process? Cause I remember back in the day, other than the sports game coming out every year like clockwork, everything else, it was a good portion of time before the next one came out. It's like they were fine tuning it, making sure they got it right. And by the time it came out, it was a pretty quality game. Am I wrong um, here?
0: Yeah, the industry's way different. Uh before Xbox One, nothing had an internet. So there was no fixing bugs. Okay. So you put a cartridge out, the cartridge had to work on your Nintendo or whatever. So they just had a lot more testing. Now it was a lot easier to test a game that took 20 hours to beat. You hire a room of fucking 10 testers. You're like, play this game through a hundred times each and we'll figure out all the bugs, whatever. Right. Whereas in now red dead redemption two comes out there and rockstar is actually an example. Cause they can take five years. You need these days from what I understand on podcast list too. You need five to six years of development to really make a polished what well, would the AAA is what they call like top line games AAA games uh you need five or six years so like horizon zero horizon for ben west just came out elden ring just came out these are getting nines and tens and those took about five or six years you know and they're pretty polished and even elden ring has horrible performance it has a lot of bug issues but once it goes out and now you have a million people playing it you get a lot of bug reports very quickly so i think a lot of them are like do we wait, hold it for a year for us to bug test it or do we just put it out? We find all the bugs in a month
1: or yeah, they a lot probably more. have people that's logged in while they're emailing. Oh yeah, that's a problem. And they're probably just right. it
0: as they go. So if I'm guessing, and I don't have any insights as of course, but in my mind, that's probably why they push them out. Um, but there's also a lot of things like you're going to see stuff come out in March. A lot of times <coughs> broke. Cause that's the last fiscal quarter of the last year. Right. The new fiscal year starts in April normally for yeah. some people or something. And so, uh, you'll do see at the end of quarter, sometimes games come out because they just have to have the money like that public traded company. They have to make the profit. And so that uh, sometimes is a reasoning for stuff to come out broke. But it is very rare for a game to come out that just works these days, like it, especially multiplayer games like these shooters. And they all people on for day one and it probably won't even work. And like, I know it's very hard for me because like I have mentioned, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I really want to play that game. I'll look at it. I'm like fucking robot dinosaurs. I love the first one. I'm going to love this game. But since I waited a year to play Cyberpunk and got it for 20 bucks, I think it's a great decision. I'm like, I'm going to wait at least till it's 40, but whatever the sale is right? the first sale they do, I'm like, I just think it's worth me waiting so I can feel like I'm saving money and the game will be better then because they'll have all the bugs fixed, you know, or whatever the problems would be. The thing you miss out on is the getting to listen to the podcast, you know, when they're new or getting to find exploits in the game before they patch them. You know, like for instance, on Cyberpunk, there's people I pull up videos and they're like hurry before they patch it. Here's a way to get infinite money. And I'm like, well, I'm sure they patch it. That was like a year, right. a year ago or whatever. But, uh, I don't know. I, you, and also some people play video games for other people or, or for like a community or, cause they want to show off to other people. And I'm the least, and I'm sure you're the same way. Like I just play them. Cause I want to play the games. I like, Yeah, I like to story mode offline personally. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, that's what I find interesting. Like, for instance, Cyberpunk, this game I'm playing, You, I think it's something that's cool. And a lot of old games used to do this RPGs, is you select your starting point. Not everyone starts the same. So, like, you can be um, a street kid, which means you'll live in, like, you'll grow up in this city, a corporate kid. So, you're like a business rich kid, or a nomad, where you're like from the outskirts. So, I went outskirts because so I'm from a small town. Thought that made sense. And then when you're talking to people, if other people are from the outskirts, like, you have special shit you can say to them, right? And, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's really a uh, clever way to, to do it. Oh, yeah. um, so no, I like weird. I've I've gotten into games in a different way than when I used to be. I mean, I used to like Call of Duty. There was a time in my life I was also, you know, shooting heads, clicking dots as we would, or clicking heads, I guess. because That's all it is. You're just putting a dot on their head and then clicking a button. And whenever you realize that's all shooters are, you're like, oh, let's well, come to the same thing over and over again. I don't know. And something about it lost it for me once I realized Cause that reticle is always in the middle, you know? And I was like, Oh, we're just trying to move that dot on heads. all yeah. so we're doing. Um, all right. Uh, where are we at? Close-ish. Uh, I was going to say the future of the podcast. I think I've figured out at least what we're going to try to do. We're trying to at least get to 400 episodes, which I don't think will be hard. That'll happen in about six months from now. Um, And this is what I'm saying. Once I meet these goals, I'll be happy to cancel the podcast or move on to something else, whatever we do. But I think we'll get to 400 episodes, uh, get to 72 music episodes. That'll be 24 best of music episodes and eight best of best episodes. So once we get those, I think that could be like, you know, we gave it a good college try. And if people still aren't down with the podcast, by the time all of that exists, then I just think we got to call it a day. uh I mean you can totally come. Heard
1: over. You know, understand. Totally come over. Um, I mean, I like doing the podcast, but sometimes it's <laughs> like with everybody, like, oh, you know, because I, I mean, I basically ain't seen my family in four days. You know, with the right. schedule I got, so everyone's fucking pulling at me. It makes it makes it a chore to get over. Sometimes, not right. all the time. Just well, if like, you God ever
0: want a week off, just give Skinny a heads up, and yeah. uh, you know, you can always fill in.
1: But And then some days, like on Friday, I fucking crashed and I woke <laughs> up and I'm like, fuck, I slept all day. You know, because it's the first time I got sleep all
0: day. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And on Fridays, I just don't, I was like, today I was like, I think he's probably asleep, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, I wasn't sure. Uh, but anyway, so that's the future plan of the podcast. Now, afterwards, I would love, and I've talked to Kubi about it, and she's kind of for it because she knows it means I would have to clean up this room and really organize it. But, yeah, if there was a way I could get, like, a camera and we done, like, a YouTube, I can do a video version, at least, like, the music reviews, you know, like, on a Twitch thing, you know, and we name it something else or whatever, I think Skinny has a lot of charisma on camera, and I think that would help us out, right? And, you know, I think uh, people do Twitch versions of what we do on the music shit, so I think we could do some other version of shit, Um, it's just the podcast because i'm going to keep the same schedule because i'm fucking adhd i think or whatever the fuck i am that makes me this way i just even whenever i'm like don't have one i'm like fuck it could be i have to find someone today i'm doing one today you know like, <laughs> i just can't not do it so until i and once so once we meet all those things i bet it'll be around episode i bet we make it to 450 if i had to guess you know um which would be around like a year from now or so so uh who knows if we really make it that long, but by the time those music ones get made, you know, it'll be something, yeah. like that. but I'm going to try to care less about meeting schedules. You know, if we don't get them out there. Um, but anyway, that's my ideas. If anyone out there has ideas, let me know. Just know. I don't like all of y'all's ideas. Someone one time, and I'm going to, I'm not going to call them out here. Cause they listen. They're like, Hey, you should do top five memories from childhood. And I was like, that's my whole pot. This whole podcast is memories from childhood. Basically. <laughs> basically. What are you talking about? And I couldn't rank them.
1: God damn! I did too much Xanax. I don't know if I got five memories. No, I'm just
0: yeah, you guys, I'm honestly, which is something I'll probably do someday. I always think about trying to just write down all the memories I have from every year of my life because I have so many from like four to like eighth grade, right? And then high school gets starting to get a little fuzzy, and I wasn't even doing drugs or anything. I'm not, I mean, I drank every now and then, maybe some dusters, uh, and then maybe pot at the very end, and then college. There's parts I remember and parts I don't. But then, like after college, there's a lot of memories I have. I start talking about something and I look it up. I'm like, oh, I was a grown up when that happened. Like I was an adult with a job. I wasn't (laughs) in school, you know. And so sometimes they just uh, you it it gets blurry. I remember things here and there, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, you you've done a lot of Xanax though. I'd only I could I could hold in one hand all the Xanax bars. I ever took like in the cupped.
1: I ain't more than my body weight, dude. Right. So you're definitely mean, on a different plane there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the memory sensor got fucked.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make it past that typically. Um, all right. I had one last, uh, question for you and it's random as fuck, but I just had this thought the other day cause you know, my job, I'm around kids all the time. Do you have thoughts about your kids, friends, like for instance when i was a kid and i would go to my friend's house i always felt like their parents liked me right I, I was one of the parents like one of the kids their parents liked and i'd even overhear them talking shit about other kids they would be like well no he ain't coming over he's yeah. too much you know and you'd be like hell yeah but they'll let me come over i remember having these thoughts and uh and always for whatever reason thought they like liked my personnel like i don't know I, maybe i'm just uh main character syndrome or whatever but I just always thought parent, I, I had a relationship, if you will. Right. But now as an adult, the idea that like a little fucking stranger, but again, they're not, they're your f- kid's friend. Like they know you and have, I don't know. It just, I'm sorry. Wondering about
1: there's this. There's one way. or two that's all right. And there's and the other others that show up and they're like, God, this fucking, this fucking child's a fucking <laughs> dumb ass.
0: Right. <It's> usually <laughs> the boyfriends my
1: daughter brings
0: home, but you know. Right. Yeah, and I was thinking more of, like, cash friends. You know, he's, like, in 5th or 6th grade. And sixth
1: Man, grade. It, it, this is so fucking weird. It's, like, so, like, most of his friends happen to be, and we don't hang out, happen to be people that we all worked at Mazio's together, went to college together. It was just, like, a bunch of those people. And it was, like, several different crews. Right. But like all people I've been associated with through work or at East Central, that I like hung out with, drank beer with, partied with back
0: back in the day, those are his friends. Yeah, it's the pizza pheromones. So like uh, yeah, got them together. Um, yeah, I just I found it interesting. Now it was a little different because my town was so small. You know, I'm sure like you were just forced to. Be friends like i still remember i think about this kid uh his name was chance and anyone that listens around town know of course what i'm talking about but i think about him often because i feel bad you know like we kind of bullied him a little bit but he he was a top he he cried a lot when you made fun of him right so that made people make fun of him more so if anyone didn't realize that as a kid why you're getting made fun of it's because it was fun or whatever Right? like other people like like friends i remember being called gay because everyone was getting called gay and i remember like in sixth grade being like i love dicks That was my response being called, I love you, called gay. And it was funny. Everyone would laugh, and then it was, like, over. But if you cried, you were like, I'm not gay. Guess what? Everyone was going to start calling you gay. And they honed in on it. They're (laughs) like, oh,
1: he don't like this?
0: Bet. Right, and that was how this kid was, right? And so, I always felt bad for him. But I remember one time, staying at his house, the only time I did, and I put him in a Boston Crab, because, you know, we used to all do the fucking Rousey moves. And his mom came in and thought I was breaking his back, and she, like, Push not like violently push me, but I like pushed me off him. I was like you're gonna hurt him, and I remember just that moment, me like he's weak, he because was, his mom saved. He me. was enabled by his mother. <laughs> right there, you, uh, you seen the problem, just didn't understand but, it. But yes, and what's so funny about it now? And I get, I don't mean to hate on him personally. It's just you know that's fucking people I saw is he was a ranch kid. And parents were parents were ranch hands. You know, tough kid. You know, and all that shit. But. There was just that part of him too, right? And so, like, he was always just an easy target. I remember once, uh, because I rode with him thirty miles away to this uh, other town to a friend's like sleepover type thing, and his truck got a dead fish put in it, like earlier that week, and he just couldn't understand it because older kids, you know, put a dead fish in his truck, and I was like, because you're an easy. Th- I mean, like I didn't even knew that because you're an easy target, and you cried about it and shit. Like I don't know, you know, it was so weird. But uh, the best insult ever, and I told my wife, this insult. I said, you know, a lot of what I, my bulliness comes from rusty. I guess I'm talking about rusty a lot lately, but you know, rusty, uh, really impressed me a lot. Like a lot of his things rubbed off on me. And he told chance one time, he said, you want to know the reason you're gay chance is because your mom looks like a man and you watch your fuck your dad. <laughs> and I'll never forget. It. And I'm sure he said, have sex with, cause Rusty's a lot as vulgar as me, but it was the funniest fucking thing that junior had me had ever heard coming from rusty who had to be fucking hilarious man <laughs> and i think of that insult to this day i still do so um killer killer insults damn and so when i said something mean about someone and i was justifying it by like i grew up with rusty <laughs> <laughs> and he's said mean shit all the time well man he
1: did have you know jason as a big brother yeah for
0: sure Different, different world. Um. All right, man. Well, be friends with your your kids' friends, I guess. And
1: uh, some of them are cool, you know. Some of them are like douches. You know? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. See, I I think it'd be so hard not to call them little douchebags.
1: Oh, we will. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they get treated. If you come in, you get treated like my kids. Well, oh okay. hell yeah! I'm fuck with my kids. I'll come.
0: Right. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm trying to try put a little thick skin so when they are in public and people taking stabs at them, they don't get in their feelings because they already know how to handle it.
0: Right. I'll, I'm definitely sensitive. Life skills, man. That's well, what I'm working on. I was sensitive. I think I've gotten better. But, you know, I was definitely a sensitive.
1: I'm trying kid. to say here's how they do it, here's how it really works.
0: Right. I mean, that's it's true. Um. But, all right, man. We're all right. out of here. Peace. Peace.
1: Yes.